everybody. You've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We're going to be chatting about December 6th through the 12th, 2019. And today we have special guest Mike from Embarrassing Humans. Hello. Uh, bonus guest. Solo, without yeah. that other I know. We gave him Lorenzo. Time. We waited all this time and then we realized he wasn't coming at all. I never planned to. <laughs> so, sorry, Lorenzo. We tried. He's busy schooling or parenting or yeah there seemed to be like five very reasons busy. <laughs> like oh he started a new job oh i thought it's because he was parenting well i thought he was in school yeah it's like, Wait, what's he been telling people he's just being an adult yeah. i think yeah. yeah that's not good being so an adult's not acceptable <laughs> yeah, yeah well that's what he's portraying anyway i don't know like you know him better than any of us supposedly so i mean i don't know i think it's a front all of this does he even do comedy like well, some would argue he never did comedy. Mm. But, uh, I hoped been, you would go there with he that. He hasn't been doing it lately. I haven't seen him on the scene. I haven't Man. seen him on the stages. Wow. Must be nice to have a steady paycheck. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Benefits. Uh, I think how quickly Eric went negative on Lorenzo. I, well, for, I, I, for no reason. Uh, well, you don't know what he, he said him. to me in the, behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's all been nice stuff. I have no reason to be <laughs> no into reason. it. No reason. Yeah. But, you know, he, he lends himself. He's too earnest, I feel like. And he really, like, leaves himself open to be torn into by people he trusts. So I really enjoy going with that. Wow, you really know this guy. <laughs> just, a lot of it is assumptions on my part. But. You should write all this on his Facebook. Just really yeah. creep him out. Usually oh, I wow. just I Photoshop cruel photos of him. That's kind of my Facebook thing now. He'll post a photo where he thinks he looks good and I'll put the crying Jordan face on it or like <laughs> an uglier face of his from earlier photos. It's great. We got a good thing going, I think. I totally got tricked, as did two dozen other people, because <laughs> one of the House of Targ guys, Kevin, he left his computer open at work or his Facebook open at work. Mm. So somebody posted a picture of one of his personal pinball machines, this oh. amazing Spider-Man from what? like the mid-70s. Oh, It just said, don't have room for this, got too many stuff at home, I just want it to have a good home. Does anyone want it? Oh. And, and I just... You were already at his house by the yeah, time he posted it. <laughs> and my brain just turned off, because logically it would be like, 500 bucks or whatever at least you know? yeah and so i and a bunch of other people <laughs> direct messaged him and said oh well i don't have room for it but i have a friend and so like an hour later it came up and went yeah i left my computer open at work and somebody so like that's annoying but hilarious that it was this complex trolling of yeah. not just kevin but all of us nerds yeah. who yeah. wanted that spider-man <laughs> pinball machine Jeez. and so i was just like so, so can I have it now? Can I? Man, it could honestly be like a Battlefield Earth machine and we would all want it, I feel like. Oh, like it's just, I don't want a Battlefield Earth yeah, machine. Yeah, it's like three pinball. Actually, maybe I want that more. I'm not sure. That was the first like bad movie I could think of, which is weird for me. But If the Scientology Center, in which I think is still on Rideau Street, was boasting a Battlefield Earth pinball machine, yeah, <laughs> that I, might garner some... Well, yeah, Josh and I would be the two people who were like, we'll check our Thetan levels. <laughs> yeah. Just Can we have two more plays? My poor friend, Fred, got tricked into going... Fred Claus. ...into the Scientology Center by an attractive... Wait, wait he got tricked. An attractive young lady okay. asked him if he wanted to come in. This is, like, not yesterday. This is, like, <laughs> 20 years ago, probably. Asked him, yeah, he's I swear, married now. This sounds so bizarre. <laughs> Do you want to come in for hot chocolate and cookies? Oh, okay, and wait just, a minute. And I just imagine <laughs> so Fred... She did, she did the whole guy in the white van. Uh, Essentially. Oh, and Fred was like, yes, <laughs> I do. As, like, a you know 20-year-old or whatever. I mean... And then he went in, and there was this stuff in the... To check the Dianetics, whatever. Did they have the hot chocolate and cookies, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, so his dad they, existed. They didn't lie. Okay. Yeah, the same thing. I was like, how have you not been kidnapped yet as a child? Like, when the yeah, guy pulled up man. in the van. So I think they're still there. Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of forgot about them, as, as I think we all do, till they get ripped on, and we're like, oh, right, yeah. that thing. I thought... 
I, I swore I walked by it. I thought it was on Bank Street because it's like a oh, walk maybe. up. It's just like a plain door that says Scientology. There's a yeah, plaque. It's a wall. And you okay, walk yeah. up. Is that a new? Because that was on like Rito. One door. It's Rito so, and Dalhousie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right yeah. by. It's near the Rio Center. I almost went in. They said, yeah. you have a free. Find out what's wrong with me yeah. and my personal <laughs> free, spiritual. Uh, yeah. Audit. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they never said hot chocolate and cookies, though. <laughs> no. So, like, they, they apparently the don't point? know people at all. Yeah. Do you want to check your thetan levels? Like, well, no, but I really wish I had hot chocolate or perhaps cookies. Man. I mean, that's essentially what, you know, when they have those come do something and then we will tell you about a timeshare or about whatever. They're essentially doing yeah, yeah. that. The free continental lunch or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, continental. Well, yeah, yeah, it sounds classy. When my wife and I were in Vegas, somebody tried to do that to us. You know, hey, come for a free lunch and we'll just talk to you. And I was like, we don't live here. We're not moving here. This isn't going to work for you. And I'm vegan, so like, that better be a really good vegan lunch or I'm not even walking in the door. But if you're going to move somewhere in the States, Vegas was crazy cheap. We walked through a mall and they had a little kiosk with a, a realtor. It was the equivalent of like it was really cheap. It was like th- like a big house yeah. for one hundred fifty thousand dollars or apartments for fifty thousand dollars. And it's something about they just want people there to work cheap and live cheap because and die cheap and die cheap because <laughs> the powers that be make so much money yeah. that they don't want the little people. But it's, it was a very cheap place yeah. to live. My buddy's a real estate agent in Vegas, actually. Like, oh, he there used you go. to he used to live here. Like we worked together at HMV, and now he's a big shot real estate How agent. Did that in Vegas. I don't. I have <laughs> no Is he clue. Neil Green? I don't. Oh. God, I hope so. I was I was like, he must at least know him. I mean, successful people, Vegas, you know, like I think it, his family was like kind of well off because they owned a place on. Uh, God, I don't know. I can't remember. It now. It's, it's the street that's like where the LCBO used to be, where it's like a Boston pizza now. But the street right next to that, like deep glebe. And it was like it used to be like a, a manor, basically. And then we went there one time and there were like servant stairs in the back. And I was like, oh, yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. are doing OK, right? <laughs> like this is uh, this is a lot. Yeah, now and now he's an even bigger shot. I don't know, but you get free bags of popcorn. That's, yeah, I know he, he can't really get free bags of popcorn. He can't compete with that, but still, no. great guy. So yeah, if you really do need a place in Vegas, I think I even have a better hookup than you already had with the free lunch guy. <laughs> That's, whoever that was, yeah, yeah, getting good. Better than Neil Breen. Well, see, I'm not saying that. Like, that, is anyone better than Neil Breen? No. Speaking of, are we gonna get a new Breen movie next year? Because Probably. How fast Probably. does that guy work? Like, I don't. Is it like one? Mike, every do you know year? Neil Breen? No. Or you know, I'm very lost name? in this whole. Okay, I don't want to out myself. As we've a... screened his movies about once a year for the past what, like four years or so. Yeah, we. I think we've shown three of his. We haven't shown all of them. It's, but it's, there's only a, there's it's like six. It's so I think, bad. It's like good. We shown the last three. I think. Yeah. yeah, sorry. And the very last one we've shown four times. He's a director, a writer, yeah. what, everything. Yeah, producer, star, yeah. producer, star, producer, writer. And like many people <laughs> yeah. in that genre, does not like being compared to the room. Yeah. Because inevitably, every review says as much fun as the room or yeah, yeah. the new, new Tommy movie, Wiseau. Blah blah blah. But and they he's all, on to that. And he's on. But they all think they're they're it's part of his kind good. of writer. Like, do yeah. not promote this as a yeah. cult movie. Yeah, he won't let us movie. play it after nine o'clock. Is yeah, it has to be no later than nine o'clock. On our blurb on the yeah. website, cannot say the new room phenomenon. Nothing like that. Yeah, yeah. you can't even. Can you say cults or is that? No, you can't. Like, no, you can't, can't say, say cult movie or nothing yeah. like that. Even what he does is he does these Kickstarter pitches, and I make very legitimate, <laughs> yeah, full-length yeah. feature films. Nothing can not possibly go wrong. <laughs> but he's a realtor in, or was a realtor in Vegas, made a lot of money, and that's his hobby now is making these movies. But he's very prolific. But you watch them, and they're 
bonkers. Like they're like so entertaining though. Like not, yes. not just like garbage. I've watched a lot of garbage. These yeah. are not that, <laughs> but they're like so entertaining. Like the audience loves it, but like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not Spielberg. I mean, it's, it's not even Spielbergo. Like it's, know, like it's, <laughs> well, not even here for that. I know <laughs> he would have loved that, but yeah, no, we always play this guy's stuff and it. it's so good, but yeah, it's, it, he has a very like specific way that it has to be done. And, and he also, he never releases stuff on Blu-ray because he's afraid people will screen it because you could play a blu-ray on a projector which is a bad business model yeah. because it's easier to copy a dvd than a blu-ray very uh, not that i would know but like movies, someone yeah, said like, yeah. well and everybody else releases their movies <laughs> like yeah. you know if you're a star wars movie or if you're yeah it's very a strange business model and, and like none of them have ever come out on blu-ray right like not mm -hmm. not one no. of his movies even so it's not like it's a statue he even of sort of takes them off the mark like he he like Disney vaults them or Brie yeah, vaults them. Because he, <laughs> he never wants, it's like he'll make it available. I, I mean, maybe he can still get his last movie, but after a while, I think he puts it away and makes yeah. it unavailable. Mm -hmm. And it's that fine line of often, despite being a giant fan of Mystery Science Theater and that kind of stuff, there's a line of loving the bad thing. And it's, it's just sometimes I get uncomfortable when it's, you're just kind of punching down at somebody okay. and it's like any kind of performance like it's like these reality shows or or where it's like a comedian or a music-based one and they really stretch out the bad comedian and i'm always like oh that's not nice you yeah, know I hope, I hope we're not sounding like anti-breen we don't no, no, no. <laughs> we, we literally love that guy like we yeah, always not, do well yeah. that's why i find it so weird talking about him because it's it's is such a fine line and it sounds like making light but it's like dude's done all this for like six seven movies i have not and yeah <laughs> and he is successful you oh know, yeah to, in his own way like people you know he's got a following so yeah power he's to him. probably never lost money on those movies i would say like i mean we especially the last one like we did really oh, yeah, well did with well, that. i think was yeah. it twisted twisted, twisted pair. pair god it was it's really good like i loved it oh my yeah. god so where like if i want to watch one i have to come to the theater there's i no guess so. yeah. there's no well he does sell the dvds but like we don't it's it's weird it's gone back and forth like andrew said i think some of them you can't get now yeah. or like because okay. he had an online store i think like neilbreen.com i don't, think there's, I don't like, think there's a neilbreen.com i think it's like the title of whatever his latest movie oh is yeah you're right us pass through yeah i forgot about that oh yeah but i'm sure you know google neil Breen or Google pass through or Breen look Net. him up on IMDb and you get all his film titles. Yeah, Breennet.org or something. Like, they're all good. Slash Angel Fire or something. Yeah, yeah. They're, it, it, it's really impressive. Geocities. <laughs> These are all great, great answers, guys. But So still. let's, I do want to chat about why Mike is here besides right. for the joy of his presence. I was thinking about that. Uh, although I think he's excited about the Breen thing now. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so cool. So, Mike, tell us about the next presentation of Embarrassing Humans here at the Mayfair. No, so that one I'm super excited for because it is none other than Christmas Vacation, mm. which I think is undisputedly the best vacation movie. I, th I thought you were going to say Christmas I movie, so. and I was going to like, well, maybe I'll debate that. But no, yeah, I think that's yeah. that's for the best one. What about Christmas comedy? Is there a better Christmas comedy? I mean, some would say Christmas story, or is that the Christmas one? story? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that's not strictly well, that's, a comedy, That's more though. for families. Yeah. Like that. That's more for kids. It's true. It's, it's good. Although kids can watch Christmas Vacation, but it's a yeah. little naughty. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's one of those weird ones, too. We talk about this a lot, where you're like, oh, yeah, the kids can all enjoy this. And you're like, wow, this is kind of, yeah. there's some parts in here that maybe uh, the five-year-old shouldn't be watching. Why was this PG? Yeah. So weird. But, uh, yeah. There's a lot of cocaine back in those yeah. days. It's, it's a different time. Mostly quated up the nose there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, you were saying? 
Yeah, so that was uh, Saturday, uh, December 21st. And, uh, we do a weird show time, right? We do like 3.20. 3.20. 3.20. Not 4.20. No, we no, no. Get that. We totally get, different we, thing. We, it, well, with daylight savings. Oh, true. Yeah. Two, is it 2 or 4? I don't know. It's I don't 4.20 know. somewhere. You'll have to come to find out. But I'm <laughs> uh, super excited. So, you know, you guys, um, we should have one of you on our yeah. podcast. But we need to find a movie that you haven't seen, which might be I've different. I've seen all oh, yeah, the movies. Because the idea, the <laughs> idea no, no, is true. it's a movie that you haven't seen. Yeah. yeah. So, Don't so, you have one person? But that's you. You're on one person on the panel who is a fan. Yeah. So we always have a fan that kind of grew up with it, that loves it, that can kind of nerd out about it. And then we try to have two people that have never seen it to get that perspective, that virgin perspective yeah. Yeah. on. I've, I've actually never seen the whole movie. I've only seen no. clips. He's I'm not saying, saying pick me or I should do it. But <laughs> oh, I'm just, wow. I, I know all the quotes. And what's weird, because we never never watched it as a family like well i'm the youngest so like they may have but last year my dad every so often like a christmas or whatever he'll send a bunch of memes basically and i'm like i don't even he's not an internet guy like i don't know where he finds this stuff but one of them was a clip from that yeah. and i knew it was like you know the the shitters full shitters thing. full not much of a swear <laughs> on the podcast but i think we're allowed to go with that one and then so he said that and I know I know the bit, like I'm aware of it because it's so famous. But I was like, we've never watched this movie together. Like, why do you think we have this ha- as a thing? Have you seen Christmas Vacation two? What I, I know of oh it. Oh my god, I've totally. I've, it, yeah, uh, yeah. Quaid is back. If that's what you're worried about. I wasn't, but Chevy yeah. Chase isn't in it. It's a made-for-TV sequel, like to made... a movie that's a sequel. Yeah. So mm. it's it's there was it's a Christmas weird Christmas Vacation two, but Christmas Vacation is Vacation three. There was a well, weird, weird time in... Anyway, it's it's terrible. Yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, to, to surprise no one. Is it the no same one. kids, at least? Or do they switch no. up again? Yeah. Well, uh, the girl... It's weird. The girl who plays Audrey... It was always a different actress who played Audrey, the, the daughter. All the kids swapped up. But All the Julia Griswolds. Lewis plays Audrey in Christmas Vacation. But for Christmas Vacation 2... They got the actress who played Audrey in Vacation. <laughs> wow. That's, that's confusing. Just, they did that with Phantasm, that when they switched that up and then yeah. went back to the original Phantasm actor from number one or whatever. Yeah. I know we were all thinking that. But there was this weird era in video stores where these weird sequels came out of stuff like that, like a sequel to a sequel, but none of the same actors. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was like American Psycho 2. And oh, man. Skull, the Skulls 2. The Skulls 3. What, like, what? Why? Yeah. Do, these movies must have made money. Like, why are they? Like, does anyone remember that? I I think it's because I worked at a video store. So did you see it? I saw the first. I liked the first Skulls at the time. I was a teenager. That's the Yale one. Right? Yeah, 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 that's exactly. the, the oh, yeah. skull the, and crossbones yeah. with the Paul George Walker Bush and type thing. Joshua Jackson. Yeah, that and and I never I never saw two or three. I, I skimmed through two <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this. But like, I think it was just it was a video store straight to video store thing, and they're yeah. just like the price point's so low that you're not gonna lose money it's not going to be a big hit but it won't lose money it was a universal pictures thing universal pictures was doing this and they're still i think they're still kind of doing it because they did a sequel to kindergarten cop with dolph lundgren with dolph lundgren i want to see it so bad and then they did a sequel to cop and a half oh wow lou diamond phillips i didn't know my god i forgot about that one so i it's like it's who's asking for these well especially now where there's no video stores i mean kindergarten cop was a hit yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. But like that was what thirty years ago, God, at least. Well, in in the video store age, your hope would be every video store in not North America even, but everywhere might buy one, and yeah. so yeah. they buy one, and there you go, you know. And and but now people aren't buying DVDs as much; it's all streaming. So maybe it's that. Maybe they just are. 
thrown out junk content for streaming services or <laughs> that something could be, yeah just yeah that makes sense yeah when it's just it's all it reminds me of that like whenever there's like the remake of black christmas and people are like whoa why don't you just call it something else it's like well why does anything yeah. use the same title well, there's it's a like, new black christmas coming out but it's yeah. not it's not a remake <laughs> it's well some people are saying it's a remake of the remake but that's literally not true but yeah it's like just it's like a total a rabbit hole difference just... i don't know so for vacation, we have vacation, right? European vacation, Christmas vacation, Vegas vacation, mm-hmm. and then, and there's then the, the well, the the remake was kind of a sequel as well. well. It's in yeah, canon. That's what like I thought. It's, so it's, Chevy Chase is in it. Yeah, it's and Beverly D'Angelo. What's his name man. plays the son, just yeah. grown up. So that's the fifth one, technically. Yes, and it, and it's in continuity with the other one. So it, it's which happens often nowadays. Like the Fast and the Furious movies are the best, <laughs> where you have like one movie called the fast and the furious and one called fast and furious and they're in the same world or halloween yeah which has two movies called halloween in continuity with each other yeah and then one not so there's three movies called halloween man and even the one that's not in continuity has continuity with a second movie which was halloween 2 of which there are two it's very complicated (laughs) and there's a new halloween 2 yeah And yet, yeah, I really hope they called that one Halloween 2 somewhere in the world. Because, you know, here it's called Halloween Kills. And hopefully it does at the box office. Am I right, boys? But anyway, so I'm hoping, like, they somewhere that's Halloween 2. They were inspired by uh, Machete Kills. Yeah, yeah, that's what it makes me think of, which was not good. But What I find <laughs> interesting about Vacation, to delve back into topic, yeah, um, <laughs> is I believe Vacation, like National Lampoon's Vacation, was R-rated. Yes. Whereas Christmas Vacation and Vegas Vacation are PG. It's like many a 80s franchise. Mm-hmm. Police Academy was R-rated and then eventually oh, yeah. had a Saturday morning cartoon. Same with RoboCop. Same with Rambo. So there was this weird trend in the 80s of starting a franchise all racy for grown-ups and then getting younger. Which is really weird to think if you start with Christmas Vacation... Like, say, a 10-year-old watches it, you'd be like, oh, you can't watch part one in the franchise. Yeah. That doesn't happen now. Well, it's like what Roger Ebert would always say. Like, the R rating is kind of just a total joke. Because most R-rated movies are made for kids anyways. Yeah. Well, or they're going to go see it anyways. Yeah, like, kids, like, what? Like, Police Academy's not made for, like, sophisticated grown-ups. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very... It, it earns that R rating in, in parts, though. Man, that's a good movie. But really, Mission to Moscow, I think, is where they finally hit their, hit their uh, ground. And that's that PG. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. And why is that a bad movie? Jeez. <laughs> Are you guys doing that one next? <laughs> Mission to Moscow? I don't know what Mission to Moscow Police is. Academy Police Academy 7. 7. What? Police Come on. Ac- Police yeah. Academy you're, 7. You're, I think you're just all making these <laughs> yeah. things up yeah. now. How are we going to find someone who hasn't there watched seven, Mission to Moscow? <laughs> there are seven Police Academy movies, an animated series, a live action series. Oh, I didn't realize there was a live but action Gutenberg series. Gutenberg jumped and after toys. three, a toy line. four. When did Gutenberg get out of Dodge? Uh, he stopped after part don't ask me why I know all this. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to till you uh, said that. He stopped after four, and then it was gluten-free. I Man. feel bad for Gutenberg <laughs> because... I have gluten intolerance, so it's good they stopped that. There was a point where he was enormous. Police Academy, Cocoon, Three Men and a Baby. He was an above-the-line star. And his co-stars, Ted Danson and Tom Selleck in Three Men and a Baby, continue to thrive and have big TV careers and show up in movies and stuff. And he's now doing, like, straight-to-video yeah. tarantula movies. Say to Lava, to Lantula. You know the title. To Lava, to Lantula. That was the, he was in Lava Lantula, and the sequel, not joking, was called To Lava, to Lantula. He's Lanchula. a direct competitor for, like, a Sharknado yeah, type it's not of Yeah, basically. In, in jokey. Yeah. Yeah. He shows up in Sharknado <clears throat> 5 or 4 
as this weird Marvel Cinematic Universe crossover where the Sharknado hero bumps into the Tarantula hero. They share a world. The Sharknado hero being the hero of Beverly Hills 90210, as you know, obviously. Ian, Ian's uh, Yeah, I get it right. Ian. When I was a kid, like I know we're always looking at these things through like the adult lens or the mature yeah. lens, but when I was a kid, I loved the Godzilla movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. don't care what it is. It's just yeah. things Well, those fighting. are still fun. Yeah, 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 I know, true. but I yeah. mean, I wonder what a... Maybe these things aren't for kids, but I wonder how they would watch... Like a Sharknado, Sharknado yeah. Lava Lynch. Yeah. Is it as exciting as it was watching Mothra and Rodan? Like, I guess it's tough. Well, no, because both. Sharknado is very self-aware. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. Okay. Whereas Godzilla, like, it's it's genuine. It's, it's yeah. like the filmmakers and, you know, the actors are doing it with a straight face, which is better. It's goofy. Winking at the camera, yeah. which mm. I think is... It's that, a that gets annoying after a while. After six you Sharknados. Get one. You get one, I think. Yeah. Like, well, how, one, how many Sharknados break, are there? Six. It's like, okay. Like, well, we did really well with... We, <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, you're like, <laughs> having said Sharknado. that, yeah. and two, I came to two on my birthday. It played the day of my birthday, and I was I came to the Mayfair for Sharknado 2. We screened Sharknado at just the right time. It was all over the internet and memes and gifts and yeah. everything. And it packed the place. It was packed. People gave it a standing ovation afterwards. <laughs> but it shows you how hard it is to make a cult film, because then we played it again, and nothing happened. Yeah. In 40 years, there's been two films, The Room and Rocky Horror. And there's other cult films, but nothing that has continually drawn a crowd for us over and over and over again. So Sharknado worked once on the big screen, but that was it. That yeah. was all. It's a shame. Yeah. Like, we, but still, you know, it's worth it for that one day. But uh, It was so fun. The second one did okay, too, as I recall. But the more important thing was that it was my birthday. But anyway. I, I can just say one more thing about Christmas Vacation before we <laughs> delve in for the fifth time. <laughs> what we're screening. Just because it's on my brain, because I just heard somebody talk about this. It was to be directed by, I think, Chris Columbus. Ooh. Oh, I remember Home that, Alone yeah. director. And he left because of Chevy Chase oh. like just in the rehearsal process just in the like didn't even really? start filming yet Chevy Chase was so difficult to work with that he went to John Hughes and said this is a great opportunity I'm really sorry but I can't do this I don't I can't do this for three months you hear stories about Chevy Chase after that whether yeah. it be on community or whatever and you think it's that line of comedic genius but very difficult yeah, yeah. Chris Columbus was supposed Weird. to direct it and then he was like no I don't want this job well, I just read that. Who is it? Siskel that's still alive, or Ebert? Who's well, neither dead. of them? But They're both gone. Oh. Wow, you insensitive <laughs> well, jerk! I, I just read some article. I, I guess I didn't From look when it was ago. written, but they were talking about how like <laughs> one of them was talking about how John Hughes is probably the most influential like director right. of this part of film history. Oh yeah, yeah. And mm. they listed Home Alone. I had no idea he was Home Alone. Well, I he just found that like, he produced, produced it. Like, produced yeah, yeah. It. He kind of stepped away from directing and just made giant money yeah. writing and producing. Another and example. Doing rewrites on stuff. Yeah. He started with kind of foul-mouthed teen movies. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of his career, he was doing Baby's Day Out and Curly Sue. So he went from teen movies to kid movies. And some of them very successful, like yeah. Home Alone. And Beethoven. He created Beethoven. Oh, and then just pocketed checks because they would make sequels. God, so many sequels. Again, in the video boom, mm-hmm. five or well, six of them. And it would just say, based on the thing created by John Hughes. Do you know why like, it's called National, National Lampoon's Vacation? No. It's because oh, wait, I National, yeah. National Lampoon was a magazine, a humor magazine. Vacation was a short story written by... John Hughes, and that was the basis for the vacation, vacation movie. Right, he's responsible for vacation, at least. 
I have no connection with National Lampoon magazine. I think it kind of died out when I was still a little kid. It was always mad and cracked. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I assume it was like mad, basically, like similar idea. Uh, a little bit. Mad less... and cracked were more for kids. Okay. And National was... Lampoon was kind of really more for adults. And a okay. little less comic booky, right? Like more articles. Yeah, and more... nerdy and yeah. It, and there was nudity in it. It wasn't really. It was like heavy metal, like not for oh, okay. kids. You and know, a ton like... of people came out of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But it, it's an example of it peaked selling millions of copies, movies, and then just fell apart. Like like that peak up and down yeah. came and went. And they're went. still making them. They're still using the name anyway for yeah. direct-to-video garbage, I'm sure. I yeah. mean, it's was not it? fair to say without having seen them, but they <laughs> I don't think they've done that. Garbage. Was Van Wilder yeah. a National Lampoon? Yeah, yeah. 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 Dorm oh God, Days yeah. and so stuff weird. like yeah, that. There was like four sequels to that. And oh, God. Yeah, without... and at that point, it was just this name they <laughs> yeah. used. It, yeah. wasn't, it had nothing to do with the original magazine. Yeah, yeah. Like American Pie, basically. <laughs> all, the, all the American oh, Pie yeah, all the Amer- another Another... Um, because they're American Pie sequels. Yeah. And it's just called like American yeah. Pie Presents. Presents. Yeah, because yeah. they're only three actual movies. Uh, Bandcamp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Naked Eugene Mile. Levy is the only one. He, yeah, he's. I think he's in all of them. Like, and it's so because he loves he's in money. For, yeah, he's in it for like five minutes. It's a day shooting, obviously, yeah. and you're just like, "Oh, uh, take the uh, check there now." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best Eugene Levy I could do. I don't know. Oh God. Yeah, he's a, but he's still alive. In case you were wondering, he's still alive. Yeah, he, he's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, it's important. Yeah, true enough. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, some movies. <laughs> Did you finish saying what you, you did? You want to say more about your thing? Yeah, my, my did you thing, finish? I feel like we my, cut you off. My with thing's Gutenberg. really funny, and you should come to it. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll have a podcast after yeah. the screening. Mm-hmm. That's why, that. kind of, you're you're starting quick because you want to have that time afterwards to uh, do your podcast. So it's a lot of fun. We get to watch the movie, and then uh, audience is welcome to sit down after and uh, kind of participate while we talk about what we just saw and yeah. make fun of each other. And it's all usually comedians. So it's somebody funny. asked me today if you guys riffed the movie mystery science theater style oh man and i was like i was like no 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 they we just watch the movie and then they do it afterwards that sucks for the person who hasn't seen it before eh? they're like guys shut up i'm trying (laughs) to watch this movie's terrible just people talking through it okay let's briefly mention the movies we have screening december 6th through the 12th before we wrap up this episode we have a couple of ottawa premieres two documentaries one called gift and one called shelf life gift is a feel-good nice movie about gift giving it's like, no good for confused. any of us <laughs> not, sure. so it's not just the a clever gift. title yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i thought it was the gift with back no in the no no different Keanu movie, different movie. sam raimi movie yeah yeah, yeah totally <laughs> And then Shelf Life is a documentary about a Chicago candy factory called Lansy Candy. This documentary is like a a quest to rebrand, reinstigate their long lost chocolate bar. And it's so it's one of these like cool little quirky documentaries. Oh man. Yeah. I I hope they win at the end. I wanted to get chocolate bars. (laughs) I was like, win what? What are you? (laughs) Well, that's what I was like, because I don't want to spoil the end of the movie that I've never seen, but it's like, yeah, yeah, if they do succeed, they should have sent us like a couple of the bars and we'd be like, it's this. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Unless just we not going to watch it. No, no. Should do a Crystal Pepsi documentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they brought that back. Then we have Unholy Night, which is a locally produced horror anthology, which we've screened before, and it's just back for another Christmas screening. It's nice. I didn't get to see it last year, so I'm excited. Then we have Parasite back for a fourth week. Oh, a fourth big week. We're never going to get rid of this movie. It's a great movie. It's Parasite. And it's not even a joke. Like, you guys keep saying <laughs> Oh, man. Parasite. Humor. There we go. If you haven't seen it, come see it. I went to see it pretty blind just because I like the filmmaker. Which and is how you should see it. Like, it's don't, really great. Don't it's, read too much about no, it. No, it's a really good movie. Then we have, interestingly, 
in this Netflix age we're in, people thought streaming service was going to be the death of the independent cinema. Instead, I think this is our fifth week in a row showcasing a Netflix film. Wow. I think that's right. Fifth, because it's probably no one's going to call you out on it. Dolomite, so. The King, Laundromat, The Irishman, Marriage Story. Yeah, holy cow. And Atlantics. And Atlantics coming up. Yeah, coming and I up. and I think that Pope movie coming up too. Well, so we're going seven weeks in a row, maybe, maybe. possibly. Basically, what happened? Long story short, is that Netflix wanted to be in multiplexes to get Oscar nominations and stuff. Multiplexes said, "We'll let you do it for a six-week window, then you can have it." And they went, "No." And they went, well, you'll never work in this town again. And then they went to the independent cinemas. And from what I understand, we've all been doing gangbusters yeah. with them. Do because, you like money? Yeah. And it's like, because <laughs> there's enough people who either don't have Netflix or want to see their favorite director's movie or whatever mm. on a big screen. And we don't need 9,000 people a night. And so we've been doing really well with this weird system, <laughs> this weird symbiosis where we play it. They get a bit of publicity after that. And then it goes right onto Netflix or it's on at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, so another Netflix movie. And this marriage story just today won four Gotham Awards, including Best Picture. Spielberg's going to be furious <laughs> because I think when the Oscars roll around, it's going to be a ton of Netflix movies. Yeah. But they're not breaking the rules. They're playing in a number of theaters. Then they're going digital. So until so, those rules get changed. So he's probably going to get really behind like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. or I bet, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the big rumor of why... Green Room, which Green not, Book, Green Book, Green sorry. Room. Green oh Room. man, I wish yeah. Green Room had won an Oscar. Green Book, not a bad film, but just kind of a film. Yeah, and it won Best Picture. And the big insider gossip was Spielberg put all of his weight behind it, got all of his friends to vote for it because he wanted a big screen original movie to win because Roma won, and this year I think Irishman might win. You know, so yeah. Well, that's another thing, too, even though it's on Netflix. I unfortunately watched on Netflix. Right. I would have loved to see it. Exactly. On big screen. Like, oh, my, my name is Dolomite. Like, oh, yeah. Those yeah, are things so that I wish I had experienced for the first time on the screen. Yeah. So it's so cool that you can. Yeah. Because, you know, your tiny little computer, your TV, it's not the same. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, the analogy I always make is either with, with stand-up comedy or with music. Like, if your favorite comedian comes to town, if you got two tickets to go see whoever, whether it's, you know, somebody humongous, like, Chris Rock or Jerry Seinfeld or some smaller comedian you like. Like Lorenzo Patino. Like that guy. Or Mike. You could... <laughs> Seinfeld, you can just watch at home. Dave Chappelle, you can watch at home. But if they come to town, you might want to go see them. Or your favorite band comes to town, you could just say, I already have their music. I'm going to sit on my couch and yeah. listen to the music. Or you can go see the concert. And it's the same with this. Watching it at home, great. That's an option that people have, especially if they live in a town without a Mayfair. Yeah. But you want to see it on the big screen. If sooner or later it comes to a point where everything is like this, I'm still going to want to go see Star Wars on the big screen. I'm not well, going to watch it at home. To paraphrase an Emo Phillips joke, I'll adapt it for this. It's like watching a movie in the theater versus watching it at home is a lot like incest. <laughs> you sacrifice quality for convenience. God. So, Emo so Phillips. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You did it about stand-up comedy, right? Yeah. Watching yeah. it live versus watching it on your TV or computer. Yeah. You know, you, you, it's kind of the same, but it's different. It's not the same at all. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's our first incest joke on the podcast, oh, I think. Sorry, what's we, your language policy? <laughs> oh, there goes our family radio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I shouldn't have said shitter earlier. This is the worst podcast. And so the last movie to mention this week is Dr. Sleep. Oh, man. Which oh, yeah. I saw because uh, I had free passes to go to the preview screening. Oh, that's okay. I think Mike Flanagan, who I've become a big fan of, he did the, speaking of Netflix, he did the, I always get the name wrong, what, The Haunting of Hill House? Yeah, is that they correct? nailed it. And then Gerald's Game, another Stephen yeah. King film. 
a lot of people thought Gerald's game was unadaptable Stephen King book because it's about a woman tied to a bed through most of the story. Yeah. It was great. Misery too. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah, pretty much. similar. Sexes, yes. The sex is reversed, I guess. Yeah. And then Dr. Sleep. I think he did the impossible. If he made a movie appealing to Kubrick fans, fans of the book. Yeah. And people who have no association with The Shining. I think yeah. a lot of people just were like, here's a new Ewan McGregor horror movie. I really liked it. I skew to the Stephen King fan versus Kubrick fan. Don't dislike the movie, but I can't help but be... That's not what should happen. The big complaints, you know, uh, Jack's kind of crazy through the whole oh, thing yeah, instead yeah. of having the character yeah. development. But this movie really bridges this gap, tells a story up to its own if you don't know what The Shining is, and is still a great sequel and a great adaptation of this Stephen King book. So yeah, I'm glad we got to show it, especially since we kind of have an association with screening The Shining at Halloween often and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But yeah, it was I was very impressed. I love the turnaround too. Like I, someone was asking me last week if we were going to get it. And I was like, I'm 99% sure we'll get it, but who knows when. And it was like the next week we had it. We're like, wow, that, that went well for that It's person. the blessing for us and the curse for them when a movie, I don't think this movie flopped, but it didn't do great. Means we get it faster. Yeah. And then our audience gets to go like, oh, you guys have that already? And yeah. So I'd... you have to wait for like Cineplex to exhaust their... Essentially, yeah. 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 But then sometimes because of this world we live in where there's so many big movies... And say right now, if an average Cineplex will have Frozen 2 on a couple screens and then a Star Wars movie come in and then whatever else is out right now, they just don't have room. Yeah. So they have to get rid of stuff or not book things. We're never going to get killed by the multiplex because we're not showing a Transformers movie or a Fast and Furious movie. And so there's plenty of stuff to yeah. screen. So, yeah, it's an interesting symbiosis we have where they don't care about us and we're like, we'll take all the stuff you don't want. Yeah. And I don't know if it hurt the movie at all that it was two and a half hours as well, but it's like, I mean, we've talked about that where it's just like all these great new movies are as long as they need to be. And it's, yeah, everything's you know. long now. Marriage Story is 136 minutes. Parasite's 132. Doctor Sleep's 152. And just this afternoon we screened The Irishman, which is three and a half hours. Yeah. They could have cut 40 out of that. There's, well, I've, heard some, I've heard some debate. Someone said an hour and a half, and I was like, okay, I couldn't see an hour and a half coming out of that movie. I wonder how close they were to kill billing it if anybody was like oh. come on marty let's just chop it in two we can make more ticket money he's one of the few that could say no no to basically and that like... is the blessing and curse of the netflix world as well is that traditionally they'd be like no we want to keep it around two hours so we can get in x amount of show times a day on netflix it doesn't matter they could be like oh this is six hours yeah. like okay Harder for us to yeah. screen, but... We're not complaining about that, too. It's like, we'd rather it be awkward and us get the money from everyone coming to see that yeah, yeah, and yeah. just work around it. Okay, let's wrap this up. Andrew and I have to pretend to get back to work. <laughs> I, have to go, I have to go and watch the Raptors game. Uh, Kyle Lowry's back after a 10-game absence, so... I don't know what most of those words mean. <laughs> I know, but I thought it was important I wait till the end to mention the Raptors. Always trying to make this into a sports podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a whole you. other podcast that hopefully you'll all be on later with me. So go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street. You can find us at mayfortheater.ca, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks for listening. And as I mentioned before, thanks for listening. Our numbers are crazy up. People are actually participating and retweeting and yeah. reposting and re-Facebooking. And, and that's cool. Every time somebody subscribes and I look, and I'm like, I don't know who you are. Neat. <laughs> you're, you're not a robot or a nothing. Like, or a family member. Being yeah. Really yeah. Nice. <laughs> you're not my mom or a robot. <laughs> thanks for listening. And also, thanks for listening. <laughs> I like that. <laughs>
Good times. And thanks for joining us, Mike. Everybody, be sure to come and catch Christmas Vacation, hosted by the Embarrassing Humans, and listen to their podcast. What's that date again? I literally forgot. Saturday? The 21st? (laughs) The 21st. Okay. We all forgot. All right, good. At 3.20. At 3.20. 3.20 on the dot. The new 4.20. See you then. (laughs) (laughs) Merry Christmas. It's going to be great. Thanks for having me. Okay, thanks everybody. Bye. Bye. Uh, We did it. Yeah. Next time, get Lorenzo or we're not doing this. (laughs) I give you the Griswold family Christmas tree. Deck the halls as you desire. Hope you're not getting sap all over your sweater, Clark. White cat nibbling on a wire. Pine tree sap inside your nails. Sorry. And great gifts are on sale. Wouldn't be the Christmas shopping season if the stores were any less hooter than they are. Harder than they are. Chevy Chase. Ah! National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Rated PG-13.